0: Yeah, yeah, what's going on everyone? This is MC Till with Everybody's Hip Hop Label. You're tuned into the Boom Bap Chat, number 27. Very excited tonight. Uh, if you need some dope music and want to support a dope record store here in Cincinnati, uh, you don't have to go there physically, you can, um, but you can also go to the website at everybodysrecords.com. They support the local hip hop scene, so we'd like to show them some love. We also have a new book, The Boom Bap Review, been talking about it and uh it's it's here at least the, the the pre-order is here you can pre-order it right now boombapreview.com and this is the one from 2019 uh you can get this on amazon as well and you can also order it off to uh, boombapreview.com you can go to that link and want to jump in tonight just talking about this book a little bit i want to share the album cover with you or the the book cover with you uh front and back and chat about it a little bit Joining me tonight, we have the one and only Profound. Profound, how are you, my friend? I'm doing, my good, doing good, my brother. How you be? I, I, I be very well, my friend. Very well. Doing good Just today. Sure. And uh, we also have our friend Neville, a longtime friend of the show. He is not showing his face, but Thank he you. is uh, here. Um, you'll hear his voice. So shout out to Neville. Always glad to have you. So I want to um, share this out, book cover with you. So this is the Boom Bap Review uh, volume two uh, 2020. We're super excited about it. We almost finished writing it um, really close to finishing it. All right, let's see. Can you see that right there? Yep. Does that fill up your whole screen profound? Yeah, it does. Okay. Cool. So this, this album cover, similar to the one that we had last year, if you can see it in the little box, <clears throat> it's got a similar feel to it. Um, we have a Fat Hintoff, Fun name right there, Fat Hintoff. He does these um, really dope um, collages uh, for album covers, posters. Obviously, this is a book cover, and so he put this together for us um, last year and this year. Um, look, I, I love going to Fat Hintoff for for work for the graphics because I, I like the textures he uses. He uses um, the pictures just look interesting to me and. You know, I have a, a personal policy when it comes to covers, album covers, book covers, whatever. It needs to do two things for me to, to satisfy me. The first thing it has to do is it has to capture your attention. If it doesn't capture your attention, why even use it? So it's got to right. capture my attention. right? Um, and that, that's the most important thing. And the second thing is I like, you know, a lot of new art, don't ha- they don't have the album titles and the, the artist names on it but i like that i like to know what exactly it is who who de, who did it what's it called and so that has to be prominent so i, I don't have to search it out and decode it you know i like right. to just be able to see it Right. just my personal style so i think he he does the first one really well and working with him you know i i can layer everything on top so he sends me just the the raw artwork and then i can layer it on, layer the stuff on top so um, but what I wanted to point out uh, on this back cover, so if you, if you look at the, the picture right now, and for those of you listening to the podcast, sorry you can't see this, um, you can just go to everybody's hip hop label uh, and, and check out the, the rerun there. But um, if you go to the back cover, so like the left side of it is, will be like the back side of the book. Um, and super excited, man, we got some heavy hitters giving us, um, you know, some, uh, what are the testimonials? Uh, Sky Zoo, he he gave us a drop uh, for our book last year. Called it an amazing book. Uh, Wordsworth chimed in. Our, our friend Adrian, yeah, Wordsworth, Adrian uh, Nakocha, who's been a friend of the show for a long time, a supporter, of everybody's hip hop label, gave us a really nice long quote, which was really dope. A one, uh, if y'all know, A one, A one and Phonics, Don't Sleep Records. Uh, he gave us a super dope endorsement. So very excited that, you know, people are giving us endorsements. And I'm sorry to Neville. Sorry, Neville. uh, This cover doesn't have your quote on it. Uh, We we might bring your quote back for the back cover, but your quote's definitely going to be used for sure. Neville gave us a real nice quote. Uh, We just had to rearrange things for spacing purposes. But um, yeah, so this is the cover uh, by Fat Hintoff. And uh, really excited about um, what's in the book this year. Obviously, we have the list of 100 Dope boom bap hip-hop albums. The list is being is hard like this year because there's so much great music, it's hard to put them in order, and so I'm having a really rough time with that. But uh we have a lot of essay. We have more essays this year, more long-form reviews and essays and stuff like that. So very excited about that. I wrote a couple yesterday, one one about Nas's new album, King's Disease, uh, which was a, a fun one to write because that, that album was took me on a roller coaster. I was loving it, and then there was parts that I didn't like, and then I was loving it again. So I share all that. And then another album I wrote about last night was El uh, new album, um, Seven mm. Times Down, Eight Times Up, Love that album. Uh, so anyway, that that's it. Uh, if, you, if you're interested, this is, you know, this book is a, a series that we're doing every year. So if you like dope boom bap hip hop, uh, you know, this is the book for you, because we'll have, you know, for sure, just about all of the books we the albums we list in here. If you like Boom Bap, you're gonna like these albums. And so it's just a nice guide. And you know, I I go back to it like the book from last year. Like I even go back and like I'll look at you know different albums, and be like, oh yeah, that album was dope. And I'll go back and listen to it again. So it's been nice just having it around the house for me. So if you yeah. if you need a guide, a reference for the year, just want to, you know, chronicle the year and and have that in your, you know, on your coffee table and your bookshelf. Uh, you can pre-order it tonight, right now, um, and it's only 10 bucks. so you just go to boombapreview.com. Everything spelled regular, boombapreview.com, and you can pick it up. What do you think about that, Profound? How you feeling about think,
1: that? I think it's dope. I still ha- I need to uh, get my copy. Oh, watch. shoot. Yes. It. Yeah.
0: My bad. I still need to uh, send you a copy, man.
1: Brother, it's, it's all good, because I still owe Neville a physical copy of the album as well, um, and you, if you want a physical copy. Oh, dope. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> dope. Um, yeah, and I, I'll, I'll put it out in the mail in the next day or two. Cool. Uh, but yeah, man, I thought this, I think this was dope. What's, what's funny is, as as I saw Wordsworth's uh, quote, I ended up texting him. Um, oh, dope. So I forgot to tell him that, you know, that we had got together to, uh, that you decided to, to, to put an NBA player on your team. And, uh... <laughs> 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 no nah, man but uh me and Wordsworth pretty cool man like him and i contact each other every so often or whatever just yeah. to see you know see what's going on in the world man he's a really good guy man
0: yeah 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 I, his I, book I, is dope as well yeah yeah we we had him on talking about his book yeah he is dope real down to earth yeah
1: Books yeah too. always has been always has been
0: it's so lyrical man like that it's just amazing you know he doesn't get talked about enough because lyrically i think he's He's one of the best when it comes to lyricism, you know, he's just, you know, so you know,
1: what's funny is Wordsworth grabbed me when I first heard twice in a lifetime off the Black Star yeah. album. Oh yeah. 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 His verse was the one that grabbed me and I'll never forget it. When he said, you'll have to dial nine to get a line out that, that from there, I always checked for his voice. It was like, who is this guy? And yeah. then when he was on the rock, rock y'all on the trial called Quest Joint, it was like, okay, this guy's serious, man. Yeah. And then I've been, I've been sold ever since.
0: Yeah, yeah. He's he never spits a whack verse. You know, he's yeah, one
1: he's, of those. He's really dope.
0: He's one of those top tier MCs that just never spits a whack verse. It's always good. So Yeah. So shout out to Wordsworth. Shout out All out right. Wordsworth. So that's the BoomBap review. I'm gonna stop sharing my screen. Make sure you go get that BoomBapReview.com. You can get that right now for ten bucks. That includes shipping. That's that's a heck of a deal right there that's heck of a deal heck of a deal right there um so let's 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 do some uh what's in your rotations oh uh, man for, what, what, what have you been listening to
1: profound well man I listened to the new Elzai, and I agree I mean I don't know I don't know that I've listened to an album and said classic like right away you know what I mean usually you go back and then you start like I don't know what everybody else does, but then you start dissecting certain parts of the album and things right. like oh, yeah. segues and all of that stuff, how things like kind of play behind each other. Yep. Um, So I think it is a classic. And then I actually went, <clears throat> that made me go back to Europass, which I hadn't really dissected. Like Elzai is dope, like he's super dope and I always check for him. It'd be so much going on in the world that, you know, sometimes I had to, you know, make myself go back and be like, man, let me listen to that again. You yeah. know what I'm saying? And it's because there's so much music out today. Everybody's rhyming. So yeah. and then after that, that's in my rotation. Elmatic is still in my rotation. Illmatic is still in my rotation. Um. Illadelph Half-Life is still in my rotation. Peyton Fool is still in my rotation. Ios <laughs> Deep Rooted is still in my rotation. Oh, that's and a dope point man it's a you know it's a lot man i have a i have an eclectic you know taste of, of things going on
2: man
0: how like how many albums would you say you listen to in a day or a two like how how much music do you consume if i'm not if i'm not working on my
1: own stuff i'm probably listening to uh you know maybe maybe 7 to 8 different ones a day mm-hmm. maybe um, if I'm not writing myself if I'm writing myself, then I'm usually probably working on that song for the entire day.
0: Yeah. You
1: know what I mean? Depending on what's going on. Right.
0: Sure. Man, Elza, you, you, so you're thinking that it's a classic. Yeah, Seven times down, hey, eight times man. up.
1: Man. Man. Hey. Oops. It is, um, when I can listen to it on the first time and be like impressed on the first time, it's like Royster nine Book of Ryan. Yeah. Hmm i just sat i listened to that whole album and just shook my head every song like you know like I said you into tearing up raps and all of that like man i can't rap and no there's no blue <laughs> right <laughs> uh, but man i think i think it is man i think it's i think it's really solid man i mean you know i, I don't you know nas is, I, you know the king's disease i actually liked You know what, man? I I thought about something, man, in regards to this, too. Like, you know, everybody is like, because I did it. I was guilty of it myself. You know, when you you have your favorite hip-hop artist or your favorite artist, period, and then you get so enamored with those releases, those early releases or whatever that got you into the artist that sometimes you can't get past those releases. Or some people will be like, oh, this album isn't like Illmatic. Well, right. no, It's not going to be. It shouldn't be like Illmatic because you would think that you see growth and evolution. Nas's life was changing and things like that. Things around him change. So the content is going to change. But his sound is still a sound. And I know everybody give him back, you know, give him a mm-hmm. shot about the beats that he selects right. sometimes. But it's almost like you all I was at one point too wanting to hear something that reminded me of Illmatic. Right. And it's like, yeah, that's not fair to the artist, man. Because no, no. It, you know, things change, man. It can't, can't stay in the same space.
0: Yeah, that's really true. You know, um, I, I, th- I write about that a little bit. I, I think about that a lot. And, and if you're just tuning in, um, our hip hop conversation, we're going to do a hip hop conversation about the history of hip hop. Uh, we're going to postpone that one. Uh, we have some issues around, around that tonight. So we're going to postpone that to um, probably two weeks from tonight. Uh, so I just wanted to let you all know, if you, if you tuned in just for that, uh, don't worry, we will, we will be back with that. So we're just talking about all things hip-hop tonight. We're going to get into Profound's life and some of his music career, so we're going to get into that in a little bit. But uh, back to Nas, um, you, you know, I, I, think, I think Illmatic, like that era, there was definitely a sound, you know, in New York, East Coast, and it was, it was basically a very similar sound. Not not saying that, you know, not, Illmatic sounded like other albums, but the sound was very similar. And Cats weren't like doing like eclectic albums where it had different, you know, producers from like different, you know, sounds. You know, I mean, yeah, he had different producers on there, but they all had a very similar sound. But as he advanced in his career, you know, the sounds were changing in hip hop. So right. you have like the Swiss Beats and the Timberlands and, you know, then... You know producers from you know down south or west coast, and so you have like you have sounds that are very very different. So, like when I go back and listen to some of those Nas albums, that like maybe at first listening, I thought ah I don't like this these beats aren't any good. I think a lot of times what it is is those beats just aren't my style and aren't of that particular sound.
2: Mm-hmm. You know
0: that ilmatic or you know um, it was written. You know. They have a particular sound, and, and as hip-hop was evolving and changing, you know, Nas is a very creative artist. He I mean, was experimenting and trying different things. And like I said, like I don't think it was bad. I think it just wasn't the sound that a lot of us were tuned in for, looking for from him. And I like you said, like it's not a that's not fair to the artist. Like artists is you know, being an artist, you I know. Artist. If we don't like it, we don't like it. That's that's fine, you know.
1: Man, we get selfish as fans, man. <laughs> <laughs> we want what we want. It, That's right, know? yeah. And, I, and, and it's, it's I have to tell myself, you know, those are two different entities for me as an artist and as a fan. Right. You know? So I have to I have to keep it in perspective a lot because, you know, I don't, as an artist, I always give respect to the artist because I do what they do. You know what I right. mean? Yeah, yeah. At the same time, as a fan too, you like, you know, you got things that you want to see. And then it's like, damn you yeah. know, groups you didn't want to break up and all of that other kind of stuff.
0: Like right. Yeah, right. All right, cool. So that sounds like you got some some dope music in your rotation. Let's see, Neville, if you're with us, curious to know what you have in your rotation right now. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I um
2: right now I've been playing Odyssey, the odd cure. Mm, nice. Um, I like that. I like that EP a lot. I'm a big Odyssey fan, Diamond District, YU. Why you? When are you gonna drop a new album or EP, whatever? Please, why you? We need hey, you in here.
0: Do 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 you have a link to why you? No, nah, no. Nah, okay. I, I, I wanna. <laughs> I, wanna bu- not. I wanna build that relationship, man. I, I would love. Definitely. I would love. Oh, that.
1: right now. Put it out
2: there right now. Um, hey, hey, hey. the, <laughs> if you
0: if you Kev know Brown. why you,
2: Kev you, Brown or yep. Odyssey, right? We need we need the link through Kev Brown or Odyssey. Hey, yeah, so if y'all stuff. listening. Oh, what's the other one? XO.
0: XO, XO, Uptown XO, yep. yeah, one of them he's will dope. know him because I would love to do some work with uh YU. Man, that'd be super he's a dope.
2: crazy MC to me. Man. He is, crazy. he's so and I think Ill. underrated. I think underrated, too. and his
0: beats are dope too. I love his productions. Yes.
2: He, he, he produces, Oh, okay, I didn't know that he, do, he, he doesn't That's produce dope. a lot of his
0: own stuff, but yeah, he, mm-hmm. he, he makes beats and they're dope. At least, so. He
2: so Odyssey yep. for sure, the, um, and I heard that he's coming with an album. I think he said sometime next year. Um, nice. I just I really like that album because I don't know if you've heard it. Have you heard that EP? Yeah, you know, the Odd cure? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. Cool. I, cool. I yeah. have
1: I just downloaded it's it. It's really
2: cool because he just, he said it's like it's a concept where he um like made all these songs while in quarantine, and when he he had the tour planned and everything, and then yeah. his manager was saying, "Hey, just get busy," and then he talks to his family's mother, his um, father, you know, and like management and all of that. And it's just an ill concept. The production is different. Like at first two, I don't know about Whack, but first time I played, I was like, okay, what is this? What is this? And then the second or third time, it grew on me. And mm-hmm. I'm finding that with a lot of albums that it taking a while to grow on me. We did the show last time um, a couple of weeks ago, Blue and Exile, for sure. Miles, that is heavy in rotation. That's, That's my dope. favorite. That's my favorite. That's my favorite album of the year. You know, let's let's see where it lands in the in the good green book. <laughs> green book, um, yo, that's what your book's gonna be called by the way. The like you know, you know how like the green book back in the day was for what it was for back in the day, like oh, to wow. save people from going. Yeah, well, yeah. Going yours and right. that was the hip hop green book for it's these the times, right, man. <laughs> Yeah, that's the hip hop green book. That's because it is. Wild. It is. It's like the, it's like a it's like a right like a pinpointing thing of. Right, this yeah. is this is where it's at. And I wanted to say, you know, matter of fact, you could take my quote. I like the quote that's there now in my place describing the book. I think that's dope.
0: Yeah. But the
2: quote that I would say is that you put me on to so much you and your partner. Um, you know, I keep forgetting. Oh, sorry, I always forget his name. It's It's Michael, um, Michael
0: Silver and Bo Brown.
2: Yeah, y'all, y'all put together a book that put me on to so much music that Mm -hmm. I'm just interested in seeing. I know it's gonna be better because. Everything get better with time, right? Right. And I know there's no sophomore jinx. We don't believe in that. But yeah. I'm just interested in who you're gonna put me on to this goal. Yeah. So that's what I'm looking for in the book. Like, like there was like at least honestly, at least 25 either artists, groups, or albums y'all put me on from that last book. At least uh, right 20 on. to 25. So this year I can't wait for the 2025. So that's right the club. And it's that's a stalking dope. stuff for people. So those two albums and then um is it all right if I choke two or three reggae is that not allowed in here? Some new yeah, reggae. No, you're good. All you're right, me. so the Share reggae that want. I've been rocking to is uh Bougie Banton's album Upside Down 2020. That came out like back in I think June. Yeah, rocking heavy to that. Booji Banton Upside Down 2020, dope album. I think it's I think that's a classic, a reggae classic. Dope. Um, and then another reggae artist, Dre Island, D-R-E. Island. Um, the name of the album is Now I Rise. I think that's another like modern day classic. And then what else hip hop wise? I'm trying to think of one more hip hop joint. that I'm. Oh, and I did play the Elza for the first time. No. Last night or the night before last, I played it twice. That boy, I have everything by Elza until this point. That boy, not even said boy king, but is bad on the mic. He's, yeah. he's bad on the mic. He's bad on the mic and um he impressed me he impresses me every time he comes out and uh he impressed me again and, and that's like hard to say with artists all the time oh i don't want to i don't want to cut you sorry but um what's his name conway too. conway uh was it god the king or oh, oh, king from the a, god from a king I've to been a guy, yeah. yeah i've been bumping that i like i'm, I'm really rocking with Griselda and him especially I'm always Benny the Butcher fan. I'm <laughs> waiting for the double CD, um, Tanner talking. Guess his four is coming out. It's supposed to be a double oh, wow. CD, but that oh. um, Conway Conway has been moving like like a rocket in the last few months here. I don't know if he dropped three, four joints or whatever. They've wow. all been fire, fire solid. And Alchemist is like been a beast with the beats. Yeah. I don't think that guy sleeps. Like that yeah. guy's on something, man. So he's, he's doing the same thing Trump is on. you on them steroids or something. He's not <laughs> sleeping. Alchemist, no this, no, no, no Trump, whatever, but just saying you want some steroids or something. Because yeah. I don't know how, when you sleep. Like you're moving at a rate that I've never seen before. You're moving at like RZA when RZA was producing Wu-Tang in that like three to five year, you know, push. He, uh, Alchemist is moving beats like that right now.
0: That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, he's doing so the that's, same. That's what I'm recording. Yeah. that's cool man yeah El that man he he's so he's so good and he you know he he didn't put out anything for like five six years it was like from like 2011 i think is when elmatic came out and then like his next album project didn't come out till i think 2016 i want to say um i could be but,
2: wrong but i heard he was suffering from depression or something. i
0: think so i think he was going through yeah, some and that's stuff that
2: rain that last album was about whatever ledge was it led poison, led poison. Led he put poison? out lead poison
0: i think in 2016 but then he put yeah. out the album with uh crisis um in 2018 yes, That album is crazy love that album Ooh, and, and then it was in the book the book put me on yep yep but no wait that was 2018 i don't think that was in the yeah. book but oh it was in the book okay but then, but what I'm saying is he's been putting out more content now. So I think, I'm hoping that he's healthy. He's in a good space, a good creative place. And I'm hoping we're getting a lot more music from El Zai in the years to come. Because every yeah, time that he puts out al- he's never put out a weak album. What's that profound?
1: That was a five-year gap between El Matic and Leap Poison.
0: Yeah, yeah. Man. Depression, so I
2: think, definitely. Major, major depressive disorder. And it's weird because the other guy from um, Slum Village, what's his name, by? Buck- Teen or whatever. By ten, yeah. Who, by ten, who passed away? I heard like he was going through some mental health things before mm-hmm. he passed as well. So I don't know, yeah. you know what that is with them, but that definitely sad, sad situation. Yeah, but at least sure. he, he, at least he seems like he's come on the other side of it.
0: Yeah, I, yeah. I'm hoping. I'm hoping that's the case. I'm hoping I mean, for good health. MCs,
1: man. Yeah, yeah. That's so
0: been that going, that's been
1: going on lately?
0: So Elzai. it
1: that's been going on a lot.
0: Long time, yeah, for a long time. Uh so so much love to El Zai. Hope you're healthy and well. Thank you for the, the you dope to music. too. Oh man, I'd love to talk to El Zai. That would be he's one of my favorite. He's one of my all-time I favorites. Might direct, and, I might have a direct, I might have a direct. Yeah, that would be dope to get him we'll on. We'll work on that. Detroit. Dope. And El Zai, like if he puts out a few more dope albums, like he's gonna crawl up into my you know top 10 greatest MCs of all time if he's not already there, because he's just wow. that dope. And you know, he just doesn't have I I think I am not sure if he has the catalog yet. I know he has some albums with Sloan Village were dope. Um and Ed then his did. solos are dope, but but we'll see. He's he's super dope. Uh so I actually listened to that album this week. Love it. It's in my rotation. Uh, but I've been on a lot of arrested development this week. You know, they put out wow. a new album. Yeah, the rest development speech. They put I didn't out know an album. That. Yeah, they put out an album like I don't know, two weeks ago, maybe R- relatively recent, very recent. Um called Don't Don't Poison. Oh, I forget the name of it. Profound good? name and second. Yeah, it's real good. Don't fight your demons. All right, I'm downloading that name. Was it? was it called? Don't fight your demons. Yeah, don't fight your demons. Um, and I just love speech. Speech has, I think, one of the most unique voices in hip-hop. And in the way that he's able to rock ride the track and kind of sing rap a little bit, and just he just has a voice that's just kind of intoxicating. And he did this album, you know, with the rest of development, and it's executive produced by this producer, uh, Configure. And Configa um, somehow I, someone tagged me in a post on on his page or his Facebook page, and I got to talking to him. And out of that exchange, I realized he had produced another album by this cat named Jahi. J, I think it's J A H I, and the album's called Future Forward. Or maybe forward future. I think future forward, and future man, I yeah, I really like that album. Um, it just kind of has that almost like a native tongues feel to it, you know, positive, uplifting, reflective. Has a you know kind of a old school aura with the production from configure. and I just so I've been listening to that a lot. I've also been listening to the Smith and Wesson, uh, their new album, The All that came out last year. That was actually the number one album in the book. Uh, from last year because I love that album and the album they did with um Smith and Wesson did an album with uh, Pete Rock monumental I love that album I just like Smith and Wesson so I've been listening to a lot of them so those a few things that's been in my uh, rotation last few days dope music all around
2: Oh, I didn't know we would. I didn't know we were allowed to add last years and all of that on the year before. Okay, well, you, you meant rotation in general. I just thought you know. meant like what's new that's popping. Well, yeah, all I, I mean, gotta yeah, give a quick shout. Yeah. Nipsey Hustle. I've been bumping Nipsey oh, yeah. right. since he came out. <laughs> I've been bumping that joint. I'm that's a fan cool. of Nipsey. I like. I like his
0: thing. Yeah, rest rest in peace to him. That's that's awful how he died. Sure. Yeah.
2: Back to Arrested though. Can I just say one thing? I do yeah. feel like they are still. Highly underrated, yeah. Agree. They're not respected in the culture, like, like for what they did. I think that people really sleep on them. Like they kind of like, oh, they native tongues. They're in the shadow. They kind of,
0: yeah.
2: Whatever, whatever. One hit wonders, yada yada. And it's like that's the furthest thing from the truth. And it's people like, think sleep on arrested. Like you said, I think people sleep on MC. Um, what's their speeches? Speeches, rhyming speech. Sorry, speech, rhyming ability and and MC capability. I think people really don't give him the credit. I think that dude is a great songwriter. and I think he's a good MC.
0: And he addresses that if you listen to the album, the first very first song, speech addresses some of that on the song. Like yeah, speech, get him. You know, you deserve your props because he's. And the the thing that I like most about him. Is you know they, he came out with Arrested Development early '90s, and for nearly three decades, like he hasn't stopped. For nearly three decades, he's been touring, making music, and speaking a very uplifting, you know, positive message, challenging the status quo for three decades. You know, like that's impressive to me that you've, you know, you've stuck to your guns, your integrity, you know, for that long. You know, kind of done it his way, and so that you know, much prop, lot yes, of props to speech.
2: Independent, name. right? Independent too. I, yeah, now, now they are. are. I mean, earlier yeah. in
0: his career, he was you know signed to whatever it was. Well, been independent
2: since they fell off. I am not fell off. Sorry, yeah. and been independent since they left the label. That's what I meant. Sorry. Yeah, when it, they left you know, the label.
0: And to me, like the, their debut album is dope. Heck yeah! And, and it had a you know it had the singles, man. People every day, Tennessee, Mr. Wendell. But to me, it was their second album. That was even better. Uh, Zinga Lama Dooney. I
2: haven't listened to it a lot. I listened to the first one more. I, I think
0: give it a, a spin. I have both, though. I think that second album is better. Even though the second album doesn't have the singles, I think overall it has a better feel to it. And then a lot of people don't talk about this album. Speech put out an album in um, 96, and it was just self titled Speech. And that album, I mean, it came out in a, you know, a year that all these other classics came out. So I think it got overshadowed. Um, and you know, it wasn't really like, it's hard to really define who speech is, you know, cause he's just kind of meanders through genres like that. But that album is super dope to me is, uh, his solo debut. So yeah, much, very underrated. So much love to speech and Arrested Development. They do their thing. And I, and he's dope. He's a dope live MC. Like I went and saw him perform as Arrested Development, like two years ago, maybe three and, um, man, he tore it up. You put is on now. A great that's what MCs show. do that's what MCs do. That's right, that's right. So, cool. Well, speaking of dope MCs, we have one in the house. We have Profound with us,
1: you know, brother. Been at this a long time, man. Long
0: time, yeah. And I want to get into that, man. Um, you yeah. know, because folks have seen you on here and they may not know your story. Uh, yeah. I don't know all of your story, I've, I've just kind of heard bits and pieces here and there, uh, over the last few weeks. So, interesting. Yeah, so let's jump into it, man. Uh, you know, I always like to know how MCs, you know, catch that, that not that vision, but like, catch that light. Like, yo, th- I like this music, but it's more than that to me. It's something that yeah. lives inside me. Well, you know, can you tell us a little bit about that when that started yeah. happening to you, how that Easy. happened?
1: Yeah, Easy, simple. I mean, I remember like it was yesterday. Uh, <clears throat> so I tell people I've been rhyming since 85. You know what I'm saying? That's what I say, and normally that's that's what that's what it is. I was, you know, was I had the hip hop bug had already bitten me. You know, coming from Illinois, um, being born in Evanston, Illinois, being partially raised on the west side of Chicago, and then from the west side of Chicago, making uh, my parents decided to move us to the suburbs, which is which is called Bolingbrook, Illinois. Shout out to the Brook all my peoples uh, from the Brook. <clears throat> was, um, I want to say we moved to Bolingbrook like in 82 or something like that, and um, the first time that I was like, this is what I'm going to do, I heard rockhams Eric B. and Hems move the crowd. When I first heard move the crowd, I don't know what it was about it, but matter of fact, I, I take it back. I know what it was. They used to play it on the radio in Illinois, move the crowd. At that time, they was um, they would play you know certain things like on the weekends or whatever, certain hip hop or certain certain rap on the, on the weekends. I always caught the song like I never heard the first verse of the song. I would always catch it like in the middle. So that was at the time when you were still we was recording the songs off of the radio on cassette. So I, I had had the song and I knew it so well that I swore that I knew the song and didn't realize that there was a first verse to it. <laughs> so. um after Payton Fool dropped and then, you know, uh, check out my melody came after after uh move the crowd and all of that, that was it. I was on my I was on my way to, to thinking that I could rap or trying to rap, you know, and then following behind uh, the little local the local crews or whatnot. Shout out to Dark Side and everybody in the dark side crew that allowed the little young, the little young profound to tag along when everybody they was already teenagers really and I was just coming up. Trying to learn how to how to navigate, you know, in this hip hop thing, and um, and you know, and they showed me a lot, and then I, you know, and I was picking up the things on my own, and then I became known in high school for rhyming and all of that, and you know, all my friends and everybody knew that, and <clears throat> I was the I was the 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 talent at lunchtime and whatnot, you know what I'm saying? We would battle and whatnot at the lunch tables and all of that. We did that too, so. From there, I graduated in 92 and then, you know, moved back uh, from the suburbs, moved back to Chicago uh, with my mother and, uh, man, and just started, you know, kind of getting my feet wet in the game, man, really, and being taken around to different places. That's how I met Aya Moss and and stuff like that, man. So um, it's a pretty detailed story, man, because, you know, not a lot of people really know, you know, like what it what, what went on and how my name got to, you know, buzzing around that name. My name really got to buzzing around from this uh, uh, record deal that I won on MTV. I won this record deal in 99. MTV was doing a hip hop talent search and it was the first time they were doing it. And it was the first time they had did what they was calling Hip Hop Week. Mm. And they had put a call out on a commercial that they wanted people to submit songs from all over, the, you know, all over the world, you could submit whatever. And they were only going to choose 32 out of everything that they received. And, and then I, I, you know, I just submitted a song and, you know, it had to be clean or whatever sample free and all of that. I submitted a song. And then next thing I know, they called me like a month later and was like, man, we selected you as one of the 32. Out of wow. the nine thousand songs that we got, <laughs> oh wow! And uh, That's nuts. And then they set it up like NCAA tournament style. So people, you got to log on to MTV's website, and you could see who they had you paired up against, and you could listen to each person's song, mm. and then you voted for the song that you thought was doper. And then the whole prize was a deal with Loud Records. You was winning a you won a single deal to, you know, to put a 12 inch out on loud. Wow. And, um, and, it, and and then, you know, and they did it tournament style so you didn't know they, they ran it for uh, each round a few weeks. And then like, you couldn't see how many votes was tallied. You didn't know if you moved on until the next round started and you saw your name still up tournament
0: style. So this yeah. was, this was 99. How were yeah. they doing it? Online. Oh, they were doing it online. Yeah, this was the first. Yeah, they were doing it online. This
1: was stri- it was strictly online. You logged on to mtv.com slash hip hop talent search and they had that, everybody's joints listed up there.
0: All right, I'm trying to get my timeline straight. Like when did the internet kind of start being a thing for most people?
1: Was well, it, it was starting then. To you know, because cannabis had a website then, you know he mm-hmm. used, used to be on cannabis's site all the time. MCs would just—that's when the battling started. You know, the internet battling started. You would type a rhyme up, a battle. Oh rhyme yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. And so in '99, matter of fact, you know what? Because at the time, the Moses album had just come out. Mm-hmm. That black um, on both sides. Yeah, black yep. on both sides had just come out. Um. So it was it was a it was around that time, and so, it was it was online. But the thing that was so unique about it, you didn't know how many votes you had. You know what I'm saying? And you could yeah. only vote one time from your IP address. Right. So I couldn't even vote for my like I could vote for myself once, but I couldn't vote for myself again until the next round. You know what I'm saying? Once you voted, that was that was it. Once you voted from that IP address, that was it. So how did you find
0: out? Like, what was that like when you found out you won?
1: Okay, so it got down to how they did the tournament style. It got down to eight. It was eight of us left. And there was a group in there, and I still remember them. I didn't know them personally. They were called uh, 90 Prophets. They were from Queens. And they was connected to Mob Deep, who was signed to Loud Records at the time. Uh... So when it got down to the eight, I was like, okay, I might still have a chance. Then it got down to uh, four. When it got down to four, they took the four. I thought they were going to go down to the last two. They stopped at four and they took the four of us, which was me, 90, uh, 90 prophets, and two other groups or whatever, and they took us to the ARs and they mm-hmm. let the ARs pick out of the four. Oh, wow. They picked me out of the four. And that's how, because I just knew that I wasn't from New York, none of that. I just was like, yeah, man, I'm not getting ready to win this. You know what I mean? Right, right. And when I found out that 90 Profits was connected to my deep, I really, you know, I wasn't upset or nothing, but I was just like, yeah, how would I win? You know, like they, my deep's on the label, you know, they're affiliated, so why wouldn't they win?
0: So... if you had to guess, why do you think they chose you over the other three groups?
1: <laughs> if I had to guess, I would guess that
0: or I mean, maybe you consider, know
1: you know what, considering that I actually went to the label and sat in the A and R, we can get in that story too later, but they liked they liked me out of I consider they liked me out of what they heard.
0: Um, they liked your music or they liked you? I think both. I both. think they liked
1: yeah. my music, and they you know, and they liked who I was as they liked what they saw as an MC. Yeah. And so then I end up they call. I'll never forget. I was at work. There was a um, there was a guy named Rich Isaacson. He used to work at Loud Records too. He was right next to Rifkin and all of them. Um, he called me at work. He was like, "Yeah, you know, looking to speak to Donald." Uh, and called me directly. And I, you know, and I I worked at health, I work still in healthcare. So. I didn't know, you know, who it was or whatever. No, he didn't say. Donald. he said profound, and he's like, mm. "Man, we're looking for a profound." So I knew instantly it was something hip hop, and I was like, "Yeah, this is me." And then they, you know, it's like, "Hey, well, listen, this is Rich Isaacson, who's gonna let you know we chose you." And this is what made me know that they really liked me. The part of the rules of the, com- of the competition was, if you weren't from the New York tri-state area and you won, you were responsible for your own expenses to get to New York. Mm. Well, when I won, they flew me there and my manager there and they put me up in oh, hotel, and they sent me a driver. So, you know, they had laid it all out when I had won. So I wasn't expecting to do that because I knew I could win. But then I was like, damn, am I even going to be able to afford to go, right. you know, do all of this stuff. I was yeah. about to get married and just had a baby and yep. there was a lot going on. But yeah, they called me at work, man, and told me that I had won. And next thing you know, I was on my way to New York. And wow. I was on a, a show called Beat suite It was me, Tash from the Alcoholics, and Inspector Deck. And yeah, and we was on. And I was on the show. And they, they brought me onto the show and introduced me as the winner. And it was with starring and Buck Wild, And I was, oh, yeah.
0: Yeah, was that, yeah. Was that a
1: TV show? Yeah, it was a TV show.
0: Wow. It what was is it?
1: Video, it was a video show they used to have, and it was called Beat Sweet. And what, what what
0: did that air on MTV? Oh, really? I don't yeah. remember them being on yeah, MTV.
1: MTV. Yeah, that's I was crazy. on MTV. Yeah, they brought, I, I me, they brought me on and introduced me to the audience and everything. You know what I mean? I that mean, did the MTV were like there was no yeah. audience there when we shot, but right, right, yeah, 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 They yeah. brought me, they brought me in, and you know, and and threw me out there like that. It was pretty dope.
0: That that's super dope. All right, so you're you're. I guess signed for a a single.
1: Yeah, it was. They signed the deal was like. (laughs) That's why I tell MCs, man, and artists all the time, man, pay attention to your paperwork, man, bro. The deal was, they were the prize was you were gonna get. Now think about this till now. We're talking national, you know, nationwide. You were gonna get five thousand copies of your your single they were only they were only going to put out 5000 copies i mean well not put out but initially it was 5000 right but if the demand was going to be more than 5000 the artist was only going to get paid up to 5000 so a blessing in disguise that the deal you know it turned into something else or morphed into something else but if i had to put a single out and let's say that song went platinum I would have only got paid up to the first 5,000 copies that were sold. That's crazy. Exactly. (laughs) So it was kind of like, you know, but that's the dilemma though. When you a starving artist and you trying to get on, you know, most of these cats would have just, everybody would you know, a lot of people would have did what I did. And I was just like, you know what? My, this is a foot in the door. I'm right. my foot right here in the door and we'll sign this and, you know what I'm saying? And we'll get, that's when I started really, really learning about the game. And, you know, a lot of people don't understand, a lot of artists don't understand how you, how you recoup your money and all of that other stuff and the, the expenses that come down to the shrink wrap of your product. You know what I'm saying? That you have to end up paying back and things like that. But I mean, it was a dope time, man. Like it was it was a really, really dope time, man. And um, I learned a whole lot in that experience, man.
0: So you're signed for this one single, but the never the single never came out. Is that right?
1: No, the single never came out because what end up happening. Pun passed away you see pun was on the label man man bro i couldn't have been in a better situation unless i was a def jam i mean because you had wu-tang on loud you had p Rap on loud you had pun on loud mob deep you had mob deep on loud and then you you had ray and ghost sign individually to loud wait was uh the salad dwellers on loud too do you remember them I remember the Cellar Dwellers. I don't remember. But you know what happened, too, at the time that I was signed? Loud had just taken over Relativity.
0: Okay. Maybe so that's...
1: everybody that was on Relativity, 36 Mafia, Gangsta Boo, Project Pat, all of them ended up morphing into Loud Records because Loud had taken over Relativity for RCA.
0: Yeah, Neville was saying Dead Prez and uh, Alcoholics. Oh, yep, 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 exactly.
1: The... Yes, yes, yes. That, that, right. Dead Prez and the Alcoholics. And who else? It was somebody else too, man. Man, it, I mean Lyle was, was loud was that, right that there. was it. Yeah, yeah so, Lyle was
0: right there. So did you record the single? <laughs> yeah. Okay, so you recorded the single, the single got yeah. recorded. Who produced it? Did you produce it?
1: Man, no, my man DJ Immaculate. I gotta give a shout out okay. to my man emac from uh Elgin um uh, from the crew direct center, man. Dope. And, uh, so uh, I still friends to this day, man. Give so he produced
0: he produced it. You yep. made the song. Yep. Then pun dies. How did that shift things around?
1: Well, it shifted around because I didn't know that, or my manager, shout out to Eddie Nero, that's my man. Still my man today was managing me at the time. Um, We didn't know that Lau was in the process of selling to Sony Music, to Sony Columbia. So what ended up happening was they I got I basically got caught in the red tape of being a contest winner and not being an actual artist on the label you know what I'm saying so they were it was two options it was like we could put you in this package to go over to Sony music but we can't guarantee what's going to happen or we don't know what's going to happen for the next 4 to 5 years or we can cut you a check for 30k and you know what i mean and you can just be on your way and at the time i was getting married and all of that i just had uh, had a baby i was like man give me the check man. yeah you know what i mean and then but you know the blessing was i got checked came back home to chicago basically and then my you know the name was already bubbling on the you know in in the own hip-hop circuit but it really started bubbling because I started doing radio remixes in Chicago for the main okay. station, which is uh, which was GCI at the time, one hundred seven point five, and I and I was that's how I was able to keep my name out without having music out because I was on the radio remixes and I started doing um, a lot of radio intros for a lot of the personalities in the city, and because mm-hmm. Chicago, you know, is not that you know many urban stations. You know what I mean? You would hear me most of the time on your way to work or after work or you were right. hear a remix or something of mine. Did you get to keep the single? Yeah. I never got I never got a chance to turn it in. Oh. <laughs> I never got a chance to turn it in. Did like you? And, but you know what? Matter of fact, you know what now that and now we're talking about that, we were fighting to have p Rock produce it because oh, Pete wow. Rock was on the label. Right, right. I was fighting to to see, you know, we would man, bro, it was, it was a lot of, it was a, it, it was an experience, man, just going for my first time walking in a record label anywhere, the perception of what I thought it was versus when I walked in the room, totally, totally, totally
0: shocked me, bro. Well, I'm curious about this. So what was your perception of it?
1: Well, growing up, you know, you hear the word executive and, you know, you autom- you kind of automatically assume that, you know, people dress a certain way and they look a certain way and, you know, record labels and things like that. So I'm thinking that I'm going to walk into a room and see a bunch of suits, you know what I'm saying? And, you know, mm-hmm. people dressed up like, they, like an executive would be. But I, I walk in the room and it's a table full of people that look like me, that look younger than me. And, you know, it's all kinds of stuff going on in the room. It's, it's stuff in the air and cats is rolling up. And, I'm, me and me and my oh, wife wow. looking at each other like, uh, I thought we was coming to a record label. Where, where we at? <laughs> What's going <laughs> on here? But what I will say is... I know this doesn't normally happen in the A&R situation. They listened to, I I brought them uh, a CD, it wasn't even an album put together, but I brought them something that had like 12 songs on it. And they listened to every last song. Oh, wow. They listened to every last song and every song somebody was picking up their cell phone, calling somebody on the other end. And I remember they didn't say nothing the whole time. And then after it was over with, they looked at me and was like, it was, uh, what was his name? Michael Sorelli. He was the AR and at Loud. Looked up and he was like, "Did you shop this to anybody else?" Well, that was a part of the rules. You couldn't have your material had been shopped at another label. So we hadn't shopped nothing. It was like nah. And then he picked up the phone and he's calling. So you know, it was they received me really well, but my perception was I thought I was getting ready to walk into a room with a you know a bunch of old people that were older than me making decisions and right. you no. Know, Look just like me, walked out, you know, dressed like, you know what I mean? Like, they look like MCs. They look, and I was like, oh, oh, it's like that. But then again, when I, when, you know, as I really start thinking about it and thinking about loud, you know, why would they be in suits? You know what I mean? That's not right. the image of loud records. But, you know, everybody was nice up there, man. I, I, but I, I, I will, I like to tell MCs, like,
0: it's not what you think, man. Right. It's really not what you think. So did you put out any music? I know you were doing the radio thing, the remixes. Did you put out any music after the loud experience?
1: Um, no, a
0: lot of the music that
1: I got put, that got put out was stuff that I featured on that other people mm-hmm. that were able to release, you know, my, my financial, I mean, you know, $30,000 after taxes and paying your managers, not a lot of money at all. Right. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't have, you know, a whole lot of money. And then you know, I was spinning a little bit. I was a little disappointed and, you know, where, you know, because it seemed like, you know, I had the foot in the door, then I right. don't really know what's going on. And and now all of a sudden it's different. Um, but, you know, the, the money came in handy. I looked at it like a blessing. So, but I wasn't able to put anything out. But luckily, like I said, you know, my name was really getting known from, you know, the battles that I was winning in Chicago plus then the radio stuff happened. It was yeah. almost like I had a release, but
0: I didn't really have a release. What happened to that demo that you were playing for Loud? Oh, I got it. Did you ever put it. that out? Um, I mean,
1: yeah, eventually at some point, you know, uh, matter of fact, we can, you didn't even know this. So the first, my first official album that's called For the Love, um, my my man Cristiano can I got to get him a shout. He just published it for me, so that's on Distrokid right now.
2: Oh, wh- I, what's
1: it called? It's called "For the Love." It's under
2: Profound
1: Love. MC. <clears throat> and then, and it's, but it's uh but he did tell me that it's only on it's only streaming on Amazon or Spotify. Okay. You know hip hop issues. You know how we go. But but for the most part, but yeah, man, like I've been, I, I think an artist like me. I look back at it, I look on it as a blessing, you know, because in Chicago, there was a, there's a, there's like a stigma between, like, with, if you were underground MC, right? Or what they call a real hip hop MC, right? You wouldn't be, you wouldn't be heard on the local popular radio station You know what I'm saying? Because that to them, they don't mix until I started doing all of the radio remixes. And so what they would do is whatever the popular song was, if it was a popular R&B song that had like some some type of hip hop rhythm to it, they would take that song and extend it and put it, you know, and and add a verse to it. So the first one I did was Sunshine Anderson's Heard It All Before. Heard it all before, yep, yep. so I, I so what they did was they gave me the instrumental. I spit like a twenty-four bar verse, and we put the two things together, and they would play that version of the song on the radio. Well oh, that's dope. Wait, so,
0: did that was that outside of Chicago too, or was that just
1: no, just in the, just, Chicago. just in Chicago? Okay. But when those you know when those artists and labels came to the city, they had to go to that station to do their promo. Right. So the local, you know, the local personality. Shout out to Mike Love and this too. Uh, real close with them as well. Like they were, they the ones that gave me my first opportunity on radio to like do these remixes, man, and do their intros and little different what they call bumpers and stuff like that. Segways they would go to commercials and yep, stuff. Yep. And they were also at that time uh, starting a label. I mean, not a label, a radio station. Another arrival to that station called uh, Power ninety two. So I was the only MC in Chicago that had intros on both stations at the same time at both rival stations at the same time yeah four different dj personalities and you know and i thought it was going to be an issue but luckily it wasn't an issue and honestly man a lot of you know a lot of people got to know who i was from those radio remixes and intros
0: yeah looking back like is there something that you're like especially grateful for from that from your experience with loud the remixes the radio just you know, all that whole part of your, your career.
1: Yeah. 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 The, honestly, man, it, it, I'm I'm extremely thankful for Eddie, you know, my manager at the time, mm. man, like neither one of us really knew what we were doing, you know, as far <laughs> as the business and the hip hop. Sure. You know like, saying? And this was a guy who I happened to work with and he was just like a bigger brother to me you know, and, and he, you know, he stepped, man, this man, this man went beyond broke, you know, just to put on little neighbor, you know, local shows that I could, you know, I could perform at or get me involved in the talent showcase or something like that, man. And uh, I'll never, you know, that's why him and I are still close to this day. I always yeah. have to give him his props, man, because we didn't know what we were doing, you know what I mean? And and he was, he was going ab- above and beyond anything that i i probably would have been able to do myself you know what yeah. i mean like if i would if the if the roles were reversed but just a really really good brother man and a huge heart he's got a he's got a huge restaurant now too man and and i'm just thankful for that brother that we that he was who he was and he wasn't yeah. ever trying to misuse me never mistreated me never misused me and you know and when most people would have you know what i'm saying Right. So I'm just thankful for that opportunity because I learned a whole lot about contracts. Brother, my contract just for that one single was 60 pages long. Dang. For that one single, my contract was 60 pages long, B. Wow.
0: That's wild. Yeah, yeah.
1: That's so I, I take that, man. And anybody that's supporting you, you know that's supporting what you do. My parents, another one. My mother is is super huge, man. a super huge supporter of mine. I, and I call her my assistant as well. <laughs> um, she's, a, she's, a, she's always been a big supporter. My father was, I won't say like, there are people who say, did your father support you? I'll say this. My dad was a Marine, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Tough as nails, strict as nails he, I won't say that he was like, I support what you're doing in the hip-hop, but he never stopped me.
2: Mm.
1: You know what I'm saying? Sure. Now, when 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 I won the contest, of course, and then my name was all over the radio, he started to see the fruits, you know, of my labor from all those years, and right. then he was into it. He was really into it then, because, oh, cool. you know, his son was all over the radio, right, and, you know, and I had done a few things, and a uh, couple of magazine covers and local magazine covers and things like that. So, you know, people in, in that time, they knew who I was. You know what I mean? Yeah. People, a lot of people, I still got a following. You know what I mean? So, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for that too. But Eddie, yeah. yeah, for the most part, man, I'm, I'm definitely grateful for him, man, because he didn't have to do what he did, man. And, and I learned a lot just about etiquette and how, you know, just how you should be as an artist. Like, I, I remember, that's one thing I do want to say too. I remember... The biggest thing about Eddie was anybody, if you talk to anybody in Chicago that's booked me for a show, they'll tell you that I'm pretty standard. If you tell me that sound check is at seven o'clock, Pro's probably going to be there at six. You know what I mean? Because I'm really particular about how I sound live, putting on shows and things like that. So. I don't take any of that stuff for granted, ever. And anybody that, they'll tell you, any of my friends or anybody that's wanted to roll with me, if you weren't ready, by the time it was time for me to leave, you got left. Because <laughs> it was my name that was on the flyer. So right, if yeah. I'm late, it's a reflection on me. Right. And I learned that from dealing with Eddie. Always have your edit, etiquette together. Yeah, Always yeah. be respectful to people, you know what I mean? And it goes a long way. And all he was doing was really reiterating what my parents was already teaching me right. as they was raising me too, and he was right because even to this day I still have a lot of those relationships, man. Yeah, and I believe it's just the way that you know you handle people.
0: Yeah, I remember a, a producer once telling me that if if you are a, if you're kind and have a good attitude, and a little bit of talent, that'll get you further than having a lot of bit of talent but being a jerk
1: it will
0: you know and I've I
1: witness
0: to that yeah and I, and I I feel like that's part of your story just you know being a, a kind dude with integrity like that takes you places and i just wonder if that you know that was part of your your uh, situation at loud that they you know saw you as like yo we, we like this entire person not just as music but the person you know
1: you know what? I, I can, I can, I can, yeah, I can see that too, looking back on it. That's really what it, that really is what it was. I wasn't like anybody in the room, man. Yeah. And, and when I say that, I don't mean, you know, there's a difference. when you know how it is till when, oh, yeah. when we go to New York, because we're from the Midwest. They always know us, you know, we always stick out wherever <laughs> we go. You know what I mean? So it yeah. wasn't a difference between we know this guy, not from New York. It was a different type of admiration around there. Yeah. And I could tell by the way that they were, you know, that they were talking to me. And dealing with me, and like when I walked in the room, I will tell you like this: when I walked in the room and saw what I saw, everybody else in the room got uncomfortable. (laughs) I wasn't the one uncomfortable. I was surprised, right? But I mean, it it looked like any other you know hip hop setting that I went to before, so it wasn't nothing going on that I hadn't seen before. But everybody got to cleaning up stuff on the table. (laughs) It was like this y'all record label. I'm just I'm here trying to guess.
0: Yeah, right, yeah, yeah, yeah no but doubt.
1: humility goes a long, a long way, brother. Yeah. It really
0: does. No doubt. So what, what do you want to see happen next? Uh, what, what are your plans for the future of music?
1: Well, man. I uh, mean, a,
0: aside, aside from you know helping the Boom Bap Chat be the number yeah. one podcast in the universe, aside yeah. from that.
1: Well, <clears throat> uh, I'm still an artist, man. I'm still yeah. recording. I'm still producing. Shout out to my brother, Long Shot. I'm producing a lot of stuff for him right now. We've always worked together. Uh, Shout out to my main man, Phil Gates over at High Power, my man Dave Digi, uh, working with them. I've been friends with Phil and I've been friends probably since 1990, 91 or something like that. And um, he came and danced for me one day uh, uh, at a a talent show that I was doing at, at Romeoville High School. He came and danced for me. I didn't, I didn't even know him. He was with a guy, uh, my man Shannon, give a shout out to Shay. Shay was, uh, had brought him and he came through and he danced well with Shay. Shea needed another person to dance for me or whatever. So he came through and me and him been tied tied at the hip ever since. Dope. So, um, you know, it's been, it, it's been, a, it's been a journey, man. So I'm doing a lot of work with him and his company now and, my own, my own project, my own little company, you know, just trying to be, you know, being like what everybody was to me, a mentor in the game, the Doug the Imps, the No IDs, the Master Aces of the game, mm-hmm. K2, give a shout out to my man K2, one uh, first person to ever let me touch a turntable, that's um, how I learned how to cut and everything else but mainly for me musically same thing that it's been um i actually got th- this this first album is out i actually have another one that's already done this in gratification doug infinite produced more than half of that oh, that's so. done and that'll be streaming as well and since the quarantine i've had a um got another album that happened to just organically come out of the quarantine i know a lot of people was like Uh, We gonna you know record during the quarantine and all of that. It just so happened to organically happen like that for me. So I'm about, excuse me, I'm about ten songs deep into that project right
0: now. So
1: it might be an EP. It looks like it might be a whole album.
0: Yeah. Well, ten songs in 2020. That's that's a whole album.
1: Ten songs.
0: Yeah. I mean, really nine.
1: I mean, and who does who does three verses on a song anymore? Nobody. nobody, Yeah. It's not it's not as hard as it is. So, right, you know, but basically, man, I'm, I'm still at it, man. And I still think, uh, you know, I have something to offer to, yeah. to to the culture, man. And that's why I keep doing it. That's and you dope. know what? One of these things, either, too. Um, I remember when we were well, it was a, it was a point in time where a lot of people that I came up with weren't really involved in hip hop anymore. Yeah. And it was like, oh, yeah, that's for young people. And it was like, well, you know, i you know, me and Doug had this conversation before where he was like, Well, pro, you got jazz musicians that play into their eighties, nineties, you know what I mean? Like, why why would you stop? Right. If, if the demand is there for you, you know what I mean, and the love is there for you, why would you stop? Dude, he was absolutely right. I never saw an end when
0: I said that I wanted to do it. Dude, our, our so number I one the number one album we had in our book last year was Smith and Wesson. And then I mean they I they might are they in their 50s maybe
1: probably, I know they older than me Close. I'm 46 right. so you yeah. know what I mean I know I know they they got a few years on me I mean nah. no, look at Ace look at
0: Master he, Ace like he's yeah. still putting out still touring
1: you he's know what doing I mean? It, like, Wordsworth
0: is doing it I mean the, the, like the Mus- legends Jay-Z and Nas still putting out dope music it's man
1: still put I mean my thing is that if you love it bro like
0: you would you just yeah. you, I
1: do it cuz I love it
0: do you feel, like? I feel like in hip hop there was there was a time that you kind of talked about where people just kind of collectively thought like, "Oh, we can't do hip hop anymore." But then I feel like that time passed, and like yeah. collectively people thought, "Oh, wait, yeah, we can. <laughs> yeah, I, <laughs> we yeah. can do hip hop." You know. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, I, agree. I see
1: that. I mean, I didn't. I mean, I, you know what? I, I caught I caught Master Ace on a uh, uh, IG live one day. And I, 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 you know, it's a million people in there. So I'm like, he's, he's like, he was taking questions. I was like, I'm gonna ask him a question. He's not gonna see me, you know, because it's too many people.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. But he
1: happened to see me. He was like, oh, what's up, bro? I was like, hey, man, let me. I said, my question is, did you think when you put, when you got on the symphony, that you would still be rhyming today? And he was like, that's a and that's a dope question. He was like, man, I really didn't. Yeah. He's like, I really didn't. He didn't see, like, he didn't see. I just was interested, like, from that standpoint, like, you know, as a as an MC, like, man, brother, like, did you think when you dropped, you know, listen closely to your attention undivided, did mm-hmm. you think that you would still be doing that all these years later? And he was like, nah. And you know, and I, and I see it. And I still, you know, the symphony, it was like, it was at 88. I still hear it, and it still sound like it just released to me.
0: Right. It, it, as, at that album so dope. But, you know, in hip-hop, like, those artists that are in their 50s, close to 60s now, like, they're the first ones that have done it. There, Like, there was no reference point in 88 right. or 89 or 90. There was, yeah. there was no MC that had been doing it for 40 years, uh-huh. you know that just didn't exist yet. So I think that that was like that collective thought of like, oh, wait, we we can keep rhyming. Like it doesn't, age doesn't matter. Like, you know, rock and roll cats rock out to their in their 80s, 90s, whatever, you know, as long as you can make the music and you got the inspiration. Brother, I'm
1: gonna be be that same dude, man. I'm still doing it. I'm still going, I'm gonna keep on going. They're gonna keep laughing at me, me and I.O. All of the people, all of, all of the fam back at home, we still doing it, man. Yeah, we, man. Everybody that I know, that I knew, you know, all of my relationships, man, like they really are still doing it in Chicago. Man. You just have to, I, now it's just, it, you have to navigate your way to find it. You know right. what I'm saying? That's yeah, make it,
0: work, make it work for you. Yeah. yeah. With everything yeah. else, you know, in your life. Yeah, I, I feel that for sure well good man yeah keep making that music man and yeah, man. you know we you and i I'm, I'm trying to uh work with you and io on this uh breakbeat project we got this idea to just have io and profound rhyme over breakbeats because I, I forget i think it was actually the first hip-hop conversation we had on on this uh, boom bap chat the idea of like the breakbeat like as soon as the break beat comes on, for so many of us, we just immediately get excited and start nodding our heads. And it's just a beat, just drums. So the idea is like, yo, let's just get a bunch of those and just rhyme over them. Yeah, put them out to the heads and just celebrate that. So and it's gonna be dope. Yeah, how how many? How many? Dope.
1: How many we got so far?
0: I think. Well, with yours, you sent a break beat. Which? Oh, my bad. Yeah. I never. I didn't get back. That's dope. That is a dope break beat. Yeah. All I right, also so sent
1: me something that somebody else had used that beat too. I had never heard it before.
0: Yeah. It's the, so yeah, if we can use it, let's do it. Um, yeah, we use it. You, that one, I, I think I sent y'all two. So I think we have three, but I mean, okay. I, I'll you put like a it? bunch more together and we'll, we'll get that going.
1: We 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 gonna we on, we get a much more. Oh, you know what? Matter of fact, let's put that out there right now. My man, quick, my man, quick step. You know, he he uh, DJ KS three sixty put some break beats together, man. Get those joints to me, man, so we can so we can yes. get on, man. You know, he's a b boy too, so I know okay. exactly there you know go. exactly where to go. Put them put them break yeah. beats together, homie. I'm putting a call out there on
0: you. There you go. Yeah, send your break beats in. Uh, one last question for you uh, on the music yeah. tip. It's, it's sometimes a hard one for people. Sometimes they know it right off the top. But if you if you had to give us one, what would be your favorite album of all time? Favorite hip hop album of all time? Not which one you think is the best.
1: My personal favorite of your all. Your
0: personal favorite of all time. Midnight Marauders.
1: Ah, why? I don't fast forward through anything on Midnight Marauders yeah. ever. I never have. You know, it, it's certain. It's certain things and certain albums. You know, like even if you get to a skit or an interlude that you might skip past. Right. I don't skip past anything when I listen to Midnight Marauders. And and you say why is that? I don't know, brother. Sonically, <laughs> man. Sonically, just for me, it just. It's just one of those things. If you, if I had to choose an album, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I would choose that. Yeah. I would choose that. Yeah,
0: because I don't, I don't fast forward through that at all. That's dope. That album, I love that album. It, the, the, I feel like the, the drums on that album hit so hard. I've sampled those they, drums plenty just, of times. But, but then the samples are smooth and jazzy, and like yeah. this, just the position of the two just works so well. And then their voices are just so perfect on top, you know?
1: Yeah, I think that was the thing that, that I think that was the thing with them that always intrigued me, the same thing with Pete Rock, how Pete Rock can take, like, two different samples from two different songs and make them, you know, like, make one, I've always been amazed with people that can do that and take those, and, and Tribe is one of those too, like, they'll take something and like when, like when you like when I heard the original to electric, electric relaxation, it's like man, like how y'all make that? And I know Dilla was involved, you know, you know, in the, in the help of certain certain processes at a certain point. But man, Tip is Tip and, you know, Tip yeah. is a monster too.
0: I don't think, yeah, I, I think Dilla came later. I actually think that that album, Low End, not Low End, but um, Night Marauders was Night was Marauders. Like Tip and Marauders, Marauders, Tip, and Tip and, and, and Alicia, he Muhammad. Muhammad. Yeah. But I think that album. And influence Dilla because if you listen to a lot of the, the the Dilla beats from like the late 90s like the stuff he did with Slum Village back then and other beats around that era they kind of have like to me they kind of have a Midnight Marauders broad- feel to it yeah yeah I agree yeah. I agree dope dope, dope hey, so what's, album,
1: what's your, album. wait a minute what's your what's your <laughs> album
0: yeah see it goes back and forth there's two that, that kind of rotate back and forth Um, and it's right before Midnight Marauders, the Low End Theory. Oh yeah, yeah. Love that album. Um, and then the other album that I love is Balloon Mind State
2: from De La Soul.
0: And I feel like those albums just kind of interchange. I think usually it's low end theory. But, but maybe, maybe like 55% of the time it's Low End Theory and then 45 is it's Balloon Mind I don't, I
1: don't fast forward through that either. Yeah. Low End Theory, yeah, nah,
0: nah. I love fast that forward.
1: album.
0: Yeah, that's that still. Album. And Balloon Mind State, like,
1: what's that? My, my, one, of the, one of my favorite songs off of Low End Theory is What. What yes <laughs> yeah that joint i thought it was slept on man it was so dope how it was so simple i was like yeah man this is this is this is really dope man
0: yeah yeah i love that album well cool how do you want uh people to uh stay in touch with you, follow you, you? stay
1: in touch with me on um man on social media i'm a profound music group all the way around facebook ig twitter um you know, on everybody's hip hop label. Y'all can see me here every Thursday giving my perspective. Yep, yep. Helping out the homie Till and um and and Io. Um and, and that's for the most part, that's it. Be on the lookout, man. We're gonna have things streaming. I got a I got a few things, you know, in my pocket, man. And uh, you know, being down here, not in Illinois anymore. I'm down here in Florida. So I'm 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 dealing with the uh, loving the fact that I don't have to see that Midwest winter anymore. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but you know, everybody can reach me there on social media. Y'all can get at me, and y'all just stay tuned. man. we got a bunch of things releasing. And make right sure on. y'all check us out every Thursday.
0: Yeah, right on. Well, thank you, man, for uh, doing this in the clutch, man. I really appreciate it, well, brother, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and next week uh, we have um, we have a special guest. Next week we have Marcel P Black. He put out an album called uh, The Search of the Black Messiah. And the reason why we're having him on next Thursday is um, I forget what the, oh, I I posted something on Facebook saying, um, oh, man, oh, hip hop is dead. When you hear the phrase, the term hip hop is dead, what do you think about? So we got lots of discussion. And this one cat said, I think about, the, the Dirty South and like how they ruined hip hop. And, he, and it was like, a, it was a long quote. And so I said, yo, I, I know you're not alone. Like other people, I hear people say this. I was like, would you mind if I quote you and get some discussion going on this idea that, you know, the Dirty South ruined hip hop? And uh, he was like, sure, yeah, I, I stand by my words, you know, quote me, whatever. So then I put up another post like the next day with his quote and said, what do you all think about this? And man, like, I guess I wasn't that surprised, but a lot of people were like, yo, he's right. I feel him, you know, Lil Wayne and all them, you know. So my man, Marcel's from, uh, I think, uh, New Orleans, I think. I I hope I I got his his place right, but he's from the South. And he was just like, I'm shaking my head at all this, (laughs) Uh, you know, being from the South. So I said, yo, you know what? Will you come in one week, kind of take over the the Facebook post, you know, about the South, you know, showing love to the South, educating people about the South, giving some history about hip hop in the South, and come on the show, the Boom Bap Chat, and just have a night where we celebrate the South, you know, to educate people, to let people know that, like, all the contributions that, you know, the South has made to hip hop? He was like, Yeah, of course. Thanks for asking me. So, next Thursday is gonna be all about the South and we're gonna interview him and get his perspective. It's gonna kind of be like a history lesson uh, about the, the dirty South. So mm-hmm. very excited about that, especially since wow. you're in the South now. Uh, wow. That'd be cool. So, That's yeah, funny, so, man.
1: I never I never took that position, you know, and thinking that the South did anything to hip hop. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, I never
0: looked at it like that. Uh, wow. He, that, I, yeah, I gotta make sure I'm, I'm here for that one. Yeah, man, people point out like, Lil Wayne and that whole Cash Money and and No Limit Master P and No Limit, um, those whole movements. Um, you know, people have a lot of, um, you know, critiques of that, saying that that that's what killed hip hop, and you know they were about the wrong things musically, and so th- there's a lot of that sentiment out there.
1: I told um, you, I gave you my take on what I thought, and not even killed. I won't even say the term kill, but I would change, you know what I mean? When we was talking about uh, the the Dixon sister, you know, from the whole Russell Simmons situation and our right. situation, I feel like that is what contributed to the change in music. Like, yeah, yeah. To me, if you look at the South, they only, and we'll, we'll get into it when we do right. that. Yeah. The South just really, it, it, it was just organic hip hop. You know right. what I mean? Like it's yeah. the same thing that happened in New York City. People got behind what they thought was dope and they right. pushed
0: it. Yeah, that's it's it. There's more. There ain't nothing more hip hop than that. Exactly, exactly. So we're, we'll get into that. We'll talk all about it with Marcel. And what's his name again? Marcel P. Black. Okay. Dude, dude I, I think he just got no- nominated for a Grammy or he's he's on a song so he's featured on uh young rj and mega ran put out an album i think called put your hands up or both hands up so he has an album yeah he has an album marcel has the search for the black messiah i think was his last album
1: oh he's got a new one called angry black raps oh yeah <laughs> to this
0: guy man. you'll love marcel he's great so so we'll have him on. We'll we'll talk all about the South, and it, it will be we'll have a great time. And then we'll reschedule if you're tuning in and, and you're you're with us still thinking, hey, when's the hip hop history discussion? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going? <laughs> That's not happening tonight. That's gonna be uh, we'll probably reschedule for two weeks or so. So we'll let you know about that. Sorry about that uh, tonight, but we had a good time chatting with Profound. Thank you for doing it once again, my man. Um, really no, appreciate bro. it. And while you're out there, hey man, ten bucks. You can get the Boom Bap Review Volume 2, get the pre-order. It's coming out next month, uh, November 27th, but you can pre-order it right now. Lock in that uh, $10 buck pre order that includes shipping. It's a great deal, so go get that. And uh, go listen to some dope Boom Bap hip-hop tonight and into tomorrow, and uh, we'll see you next Thursday. Peace, peace, peace.